When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Brian, and this is Grateful Grains. Happy Monday, and welcome back. As I'm sure you know by now, Jackie is taking the month of June off, but this is the final week, and I'll be flying solo. We'll be spending it discussing the power of discerning our mental state in a week called Call It What It Is, and we're getting it started today with excitement. We feel stress when there's more on our plate than we can handle, mentally, physically, relationally, and spiritually. When our credit card is declined in the checkout line of a grocery store and there's no food in the refrigerator, when our son or daughter is out past their curfew and we can't get a hold of them, when we're overburdened with tasks we never agreed to take on. Chronic stress requires that we make adjustments in our lives, that we employ new practices to become more resilient, that we relieve ourselves of certain burdens, that we set new boundaries across the board. Sometimes stress can be viewed as a challenge to be met or overcome, and sometimes stress can be the type of burden that drives us to a breaking point. Chronic stress is generally the result of a foundational need going unmet. And while the word anxiety is often used interchangeably, it's another thing altogether. Anxiousness is a deeply ingrained physiological response, the result of millions of years of survival-based evolution. It's an inner rumination that we are in some way unsafe. We're built to perceive threats. Our bodies work hard to warn us when it thinks it's time for us to seek out safety, to fight, to flee, to fawn, or freeze. The issue with anxiety is that our minds so often perceive threats in places where there's none at all. We've spoken at length about all the different ways we can interact with feelings of anxiety. Getting to the root of our trauma to better understand and work through our triggers is the broad sweeping solution. But in the sudden moment, we can employ practices like grounding ourselves in the present, physically feeling out our space, and turning toward thoughts of gratitude or safety instead. One thing we know for certain is that exerting mental effort against anxiousness don't be anxious, don't be anxious, don't be anxious, can actually cause it to double down. A few years ago, a friend of mine introduced me to an idea I hadn't considered. We were at a party and I mentioned that I was a little bit anxious. He turned to me and said, excited. It immediately resonated because I was able to quickly perceive the exact same sensations I was experiencing as excitement rather than anxiousness. And it turns out it's a trick that's picking up steam in the offices of cognitive behavioral therapists. Something few realize is that anxiousness and excitement both stem from the same chemical arousal in our bodies in response to external stimuli like a party or speaking engagement, a date, a debate, a match or a game. The difference between the two states of mind is our perception of that arousal. As anxiousness, we frame that arousal in a negative context. We resort to pessimistic thinking. We ruminate on the bad outcomes. What if the very worst happens? As excitement, we're framing the arousal in a positive context. We resort to optimistic thinking. We ruminate on the good outcomes. 
What if the very best happens? Anxiousness is associated with feelings of fear, uncertainty, and insecurity. Excitement is associated with happiness, enthusiasm, and ultimately safety. When we reprogram our minds to perceive the good in situations, we're doing the work of quelling those fight or flight responses. We're taking control of our carnal instincts and reassuring our bodies that we're not in mortal danger. We're signaling safety. Physiologically, optimism and safety-based thinking is causing a reduction in cortisol levels and stimulating the release of dopamine. And as those hormones trade places, happiness and comfort take the place of fear and anxiety. The more often we intervene in those subconscious mechanisms, the more second nature that intervention becomes. This practice is building and reinforcing new neural pathways in our minds. Over time, it makes thoughts of safety our innate response. We're literally reprogramming the way our subconscious responds to external stimuli. So let's call it what it is. Are we stressed or are we anxious? And if we're anxious, could we be excited instead? Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find me on Instagram at GoodRisings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. We'll be back again tomorrow for day two of our week, Call It What It Is. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.